Now, Jesus in this passage of Scripture is giving his disciples something to live for, to build their lives on that is secure. He's giving them something to live for and something to build their lives on that's secure, something that that will not uh, just float away, if you will. Now, this morning, I think we can agree to to some degree, life is filled with twists and turns. And if we haven't built our lives on the foundation that is God's word, oftentimes the things in life that we've built can come to ruin. They can come to naught, if you will. And so the big idea, the, the, the thought that Jesus is trying to make, the point that he's trying to uh, get us to see is this, and that is build your life on the word of God and your life will stand up to the storms that you face. Build your life on the word of God and your life will stand up to the storms that you face. Now, another way of saying that is this, the right foundation will secure a stable future for your life. The right foundation will secure a stable future for your life. Now listen, a life with no foundation, a life with no foundation will struggle to withstand the storms that we encounter in this life. In fact, a house without a foundation it's going to be destroyed. We've got some builders in our church, and I'll, I'll tell you, the first thing that they'll say is, if you're going to build a house, you have to have a strong, you got to have a strong foundation. And if you don't have a foundation, listen, you don't have a house. Now, Jesus knew this, and he was teaching his disciples what was at stake when it came to choosing what you build your life on as a foundation. In fact, what he's been doing in these last three paragraphs is he's kind of funneling us into a place where we have to make a choice. You have to either go in the straight gate or the broad gate. You have to either possess me, like you have to really know me, or you can just profess me and act like you know me. And in every single one of these passages, Jesus is narrowing the funnel down and saying, look, you've got to make a choice. I'm not saying in life, right, that you're going to come out unscathed, but the direction and the foundation of your life will be solid and your faith in God will not waver if your life is built on the foundation that is Jesus Christ. Now, have you ever had a season where your faith was tested and you were taken to your limit? How many would just be honest about that today? Man, you just had a season where, man, like every, every, every move that you made, man, it just felt like you were getting taken to the mat, you know. Uh, if, you're, uh, if you've ever been in wrestling or um, if you're into MMA, you know, I don't know if you guys know this, but Clint uh, used to be an MMA fighter, right, until he got knocked out by me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Put him in a submission. He's not in here today, is he? Oh, sink. All right. <laughs> and so we have a cage in the back, and that's how we settle staff issues sometimes. And so, you know, one of those. Um, <laughs> yeah, I bring chairs. And there's no such thing as a fair fight. Um, but, um, you know, like everything that you do, it just feels like to some level you're just getting taken to the mat. You're just getting, you're, you're being held into submission. And it just feels like, man, if I do this, this is, this is, this is going to be wrong. Or if I do this, this is going to kind of fall out this way. And, and I think, I think most of us have experienced a, a storm or two in our lives. My wife's grandfather used to say, um, storm clouds are coming, and one day they'll be over your house. I mean, you're either in a storm 
you're coming out of a storm or you're about to be in a storm. And the reality is, is that if you don't have the right foundation, you're not going to be able to stand up against the storms that this life has been prepared for you. And so what we find is this, that there will be storms. And in fact, Jesus says in this past passage of Scripture from uh, verse 12 all the way down to verse 27, there's not only going to be storms, but there's also going to be a judgment day. And if your life is not built on the foundation of Jesus, everything, listen, everything that you lived for will be lost and all will come to ruin. If your life isn't founded on Jesus Christ and on the, the words and teachings of Jesus Christ, everything you live for will be for naught. And so Jesus lays out a choice. He lays out a plan to build, our, 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 build a life that will stand against the fiercest storms. And while this may be a struggle, who doesn't want their life to stand up against the strongest storms of life? Now, my friend, some of you know my friend Jimmy Paul. He moved to Florida a few years ago uh, when the, the latest hurricane came. And it was a bad one, right? In fact, the power went out in Florida for weeks. Glenda, you think you were down there at that time when it was going on? And um, Jimmy's not too bright, and I know this is recording, and I hope he listens to it. But they were in Fort Myers, and he's out on the front porch watching the thing come in, right? And the reason that he could do that, because in Florida, they reinforce everything. And he was on the part of the power grid where the, um, uh, the emergency services were going to get power regardless. They had backup generators, and they had special windows that uh, would stand up against... Uh, the strongest of hurricanes, and the house was built in such a way that when that hurricane came, they were okay. I don't know about you, but that's the kind of house, that's the kind of, if you will, life that I want to have. That no matter how fierce the storm, no matter how turbulent the winds, no matter how great it is, my life and my faith will stand up against whatever this world can throw at me. But I'm going to tell you, If we live for this life and not the kingdom, everything that we build our life on and around will be wasted on the day that storms come and when it really matters, on the day that we see Jesus. So this morning, Jesus is coming to a conclusion, and he's driving home a choice. He's driving home the powerful invitation to build your life on him. And in verses 24 through 26, we find that if you're going to have the foundation that is Jesus Christ, you have, to focus, you, have to, you have to focus your life on him. You have to determine what is going to be the focus of my life. What will my life be about? Jesus said, everyone who hears these words of mine and does them. Now, the words of mine was the Sermon on the Mount. That's specifically what he's talking about because that's the message that he's been giving us in Matthew chapter 5, Matthew 6, and Matthew 7. Hearing, listen, Jesus is saying, hearing, all right, hearing and understanding is not sufficient. Are you guys with me? You can hear something and understand it, and it's not sufficient, right? This past year, my wife and I and our family, we went to the Grand Canyon. Now, if you've ever been to the Grand Canyon, it's a pretty epic thing to see. At the Grand Canyon, there's some crazy folks that like to try to get out as close as they can to the edge and get a picture, right? Or do one of these like they're holding up the green, or just something ridiculous like that, right? And there's guardrails everywhere. But every so often, you'll see a nut job 
try to walk out as close as they can to the edge, you know, and do one of those, like, selfies, like, what's up, you know? The point is this. You can put up as many guardrails as you want. You can put up as many signs as you want. You can, you can hear someone say, hey, it's probably not a good idea to stand to the edge of the Grand Canyon. I'm saying that to my family because, you know, I had one family member that wanted to get one of those selfies, you know? It's probably not a good, you can hear that and you can understand it. But if you don't embrace it for yourself, it doesn't even matter. And that's exactly what Jesus is saying in this passage of scripture. There's this gap. Jesus says there's a gap between those who hear the words of Christ and those who do them. There's a gap. And so there's a difference. In fact, James said it this way, be doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving yourselves. And we talked about that last week. So many people in church are deceived into thinking there's something they're not. And the way that distinguishes whether or not we know and follow Jesus is whether or not we really obey the commandments found in the word of God. And they're not a burden to us. John MacArthur said it this way, I don't care what you verbally claim, and Jesus doesn't either. Pretty strong words here. But he says, if you don't do it, if you don't obey him, you're deceiving yourself. You're deceiving yourself. And so what Jesus is saying in this passage is there's two approaches to the Word of God. The first one is to integrate the Word. That's found in verse 24. He says, everyone who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And so those who integrate the Word, it isn't just hearing and believing, it's the listen. It's the continuing obedience. It's obeying God in the highs, it's obeying Him in the lows. It's obeying Him when you want to. It's obeying Him when you don't want to. It's obeying Him when it, when it benefits you. It's obeying Him when it may not be to your benefit, at least from a worldly perspective. It's a continuing obedience, the integration of the Word of God. Obedience is not conformity to external commands, but a response to a loving relationship. And I said this a few weeks ago, and I know some of you probably went, oh. listen, Jesus ain't that concerned about the rules. He's concerned about your relationship with him. Because I guarantee you, if you walk with Jesus, you're going to want to keep the rules. You're going to want to follow him. You're going to want to obey him. From the inside out internally, your life is going to be transformed by the word of God. And so integrate. The second response is this, is that's just ignore. Ignoring the word. Verse 26 says, And everyone who hears these words of mine and doesn't do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. You, you know that fools, fools are always in a hurry. They make haste. They always want a shortcut and they want quick results. Fools build the easy way, not just because he's in a, in a hurry, but basically a fool is just, bottom line, he's superficial. And listen, Christianity today has become somewhat superficial. I mean, we say that we love Christ, but we struggle to give generously to the kingdom of God. We say that we love Christ, but we struggle to serve him and others and invite others into a a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. We say that we, we love God, but our lives are not that much of a reflection of his holiness and his values and his mission. We tip God and we give him token time and token effort as we seek to really follow him. Now, there's no deep plowing for most fools. There's no spade work. There's no foundation. There's no, listen to this, there's no brokenness of heart. 
And that's why this morning I want us to be very sincere about the Word of God. To be sincere about the opportunity that we have to come in and sit and listen to the Scriptures that we hold in our hand. It's an incredibly great opportunity to know that there is a God and He wants to have a relationship with me and with you and that He gave us this book to speak to us and direct our lives. Man, so often we just are callous to that. We're indifferent. We have a cavalier attitude. We walk into services late. We don't participate and sing and worship and lift up His name. We're here because we have to be because we think God will punish us if we're not or others will think that we're not uh, what we say that we are and so we just show up and we go through the motions. And we come into a service just like this and we leave no different than when we came in. We still have the same bitterness. We still have the same anger. We still have the same arrogance. We still have the same lust and the same greed and the same envy, the same competitiveness. We're still a gossip. Nothing is different in our life. And I'm going to tell you this morning, if you continually ignore the word of God, you are no better than the fool found in Matthew chapter 7 that built his house on the sand. And when the storms came, it was blown down. As pastors, we want you to come and feel encouraged, and we want you to be hopeful. Because most of what I just said in this moment, man, that's not very encouraging. Hey, listen, right now my mom's husband's got cancer. In fact, he's got pancreatic cancer. And most people that are diagnosed with pancreatic cancer, they're not going to live. It's, it's very rare that they're able to operate on it. We went to the top hospital in Florida, and I sat in that room with my mom. And the doctor came in, Dr. Hodel, and she was trying to be very polite and acknowledging the dire situation of the circumstances. Well, we're going to try to do some uh, chemo, and we'll try to do some radiation and shrink this thing down, but you're like at a level three, and that's not really good, and it's unlikely that we'll be able to operate. And so I'm trying to just get a, a, a beat on where we're really at with this right? And she just would not answer my questions. And finally, my wife and I, we were down in the lobby. We were eating a sandwich as they were taking him to get blood work. Doctor came up and I said, ma'am, I need you to be real straight with me. I don't live here. I live in Chicago and I need to tell my mom what the real situation is going to be. And she said, "Uh, sir, uh, your mom's husband's got maybe, maybe 12 months at best. And this last time that I went to go visit my mom, uh, me and Brianna went down and it was back in October. And we were walking uh, down the street by her house, and we were taking a walk together, and all of a sudden, tears just started coming down her eyes. And she goes, it's finally, this is in October, several months after the fact, she goes, it's finally setting in, he's not going to be around. Friends, I want to tell you something. I don't know about you, but if I go see a doctor, I want them to be honest with me. I want them to tell me, what is the real diagnosis? What is the chances? What are the options that I have? I don't want them to say, hey, put a Band-Aid on it. We're going to be okay, right? I want to know what I need to do in order to get better or to prepare for the day that I'm not going to be around anymore. And friends, I want to tell you, that's the responsibility that I have and John has and Pastor Mike has as we teach you from the Word of God. We have a responsibility to lay this great book over our lives so that we can diagnose our hearts and our lives so that we can see, is our lives, is our hearts, is our, is our ambitions and our dreams, is all of this aligned with God's word 
Are we living out the life that God has called us to? Now, those who build their lives on the rock integrate the word. They do not ignore it. There's this consuming drive to be transformed by the words of Jesus Christ. Now, friends, I want to ask you this morning, do you have a consuming drive to be transformed by the richness and the power of God's word? Because that is a distinguishing mark of a follower of Jesus Christ. In fact, if the focus of your life is living out the life of Jesus that he has for you, and not your own personal success, there are going to be very few things in this life that can beat you down. Do you know that? If your life focus is about Jesus, not your success, not your agenda, listen, there's going to be very few things in life that can beat you down. This is what it means to build your foundation on uh, your life on what is the rock of Jesus and his teachings. The second is the foundation. Not just the focus, but the foundation. Verse 25, the Bible says, the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and it beat on that house, but it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. Everybody, listen, everyone's building a house. Everyone builds a house. Everybody has, if you will, a philosophy of life that they live in. You know that? Everyone has something that they're living for. Something that they are building as a structure for what their life is really about. Now the word rock in this passage, in verse number 25, is the Greek word Petra. It means the word of God. It was the teaching of Jesus. It's it's the book that we hold in our hand. It's the same word that Jesus said, On this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it in Matthew chapter 1, verse 18. The rock, the foundation, represented the Lord himself and the truths that he had been teaching, especially the truths about inner transformation. Now, friends, this is, this is so vital. Now, 2 Timothy 3.16 says this, All Scripture, all Scripture is breathed out by God, and it's profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for uh, training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete and equipped for every good work. Friends, you know this morning the rock that we build our life on. Look at what it says there. All Scripture is given by inspiration. And in, this t- and in this version it says, listen, it's been breathed out by God. And so the book that we hold in our hands today, the Bible, and whether you have a, a Bible like this or it's on your phone or it's on your tablet, The words that you're reading right now, the words that you're reading, come from the very breath of God. They don't come from Dr. Phil. They don't come from from, uh, Dr. Gupta. They don't come from uh, some man that has finite knowledge. They come from the infinite wisdom of our creator, God himself. And I don't know of anything else to build my life on that will stand against the storms of this life than the very words of God. In fact, Psalm 119.89 says, Forever, O Lord, your word is firmly fixed in the heavens. You know, one thing that never changes? The word of God. Jesus said, I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever. And listen, things change. I mean, life is about constant change. Nothing ever stays the same. Nothing. Except for the word of God. In 2 Peter 1.3 
Peter said, his divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us to his glory and excellence. Now, friend, I want you to know this morning, the person, the person that occupies the kingdom and follows Jesus built his life on the unchanging, life-transforming power of God's holy, perfect word. That's what you build your life on. You know why? Because it's the only thing that can transform you. It's the only thing that can sustain you. It's the only thing that can strengthen you. And what we find in this passage is this. You have a wise man. You have a foolish man. You have this gap. And it's a striking story of someone who has a head knowledge but an empty heart. Would you fall into that category today? Where you have a head knowledge of religion and you kind of know some things to say and you know some things to do. But you don't really know Jesus. You don't really know his word. And that's why over and over and over and over again in Matthew 5, 6, and 7, Jesus is more concerned with who you are than what you do or what you know. He's more concerned with who you are. Are you really a follower of Christ? So Jesus is affirming that his words are faithful and true. And if you don't build your life on the faithfulness of Jesus Christ, then what do you build your life on? You with me? If you don't build your life on the faithfulness that is Jesus Christ, what do you think you're going to build your life on? What are you going to build it on? What's going to withstand the, the diagnosis that you get when your spouse has got cancer and they've got 12 months to live? What's going to hold you up and anchor your soul in such a way that you are not going to fall prey to this world? What are you going to do when you lose your job or your house or uh, one of your kids go astray or uh, you don't get into the college that you want or you end up getting a divorce? What are you anchored to that your faith isn't going to be moved by the actions of others or the hurts and disappointments of this life? Friends, I don't know of anything else other than the Word of God. And then the third thing is this, not just the focus of our life, the foundation of our life, but I want to talk to you for a moment about facing the storms of your life. Jesus said the winds blew and it beat against that house and it fell. And great, listen, great was the fall of it. You know what that means? This house was utterly ruined. It was utterly destroyed. Could you imagine building a gorgeous edifice, building a gorgeous home, uh, putting in granite countertops, stainless steel appliances, if those are still in right now, I don't know, not building a house. Uh, my kids think that if we go into people's homes and they have white trim, they must be rich. White trim, white cabinets, you're rich. That's, one of my kids said that. That's the, the, the measure of a rich person, you know. Got to have white cabinets. One of my kids said, well, I'm going to buy the house one day, but I'm painting the cabinets white. And so, okay, you know. That's the measure of wealth, right? Could you imagine building granite countertops, a subway tile in the bathroom, jacuzzi tub, or now it's the, the soaker tubs, you know, it's different now, you know, uh, you know, all those different amenities that you'd have, finished basement with a pool table, ping pong table, uh, you know, a hangout area with a movie theater, like, could you imagine building out, man, a backyard with a trampoline and a zip line and maybe a pond for the kids to go swimming in and a jet ski that sits in it, right? Just dream up your, your, the, the, the nicest house that you could imagine. How many of you remember that show, Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous, Right? Right? I watched that as a kid. How many of you remember Cribs on MTV? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Some of you are like, yeah, I watch Cribs. Right? You go into people's houses and it's just 
phenomenal, right? But could you imagine building this nice edifice and then a storm comes and the whole thing is destroyed? All because you didn't build your life on the foundation that is Jesus Christ. That's what Jesus is saying in this passage. This means complete destruction. This is the fate of the foolish person who ignores the teaching of Jesus and decides to do it his own way. Listen, the wise man is wise not because of what he knows. He's wise because of what he does. He builds his house. He builds his life on the words and the ways of Jesus. Now listen, storms, storms test what your faith is in. You're going to face storms. But storms are good. Storms are going to test like what your faith is really in. It's going to really uh, get to the, to the precipice, if you will. It's going to get to the ethos, if you will, of what you really believe in, what you're really trusting in, where you find your identity, who you really are. Basically, what it comes down to is what is the foundation of your faith. And I want you to understand something this morning. I think some of you need to hear this, and I need to hear this this morning. Every storm you face is designed by God to strengthen your faith. When you go through a storm, it's not because God's upset with you. And some people, they think that. They're like, oh, they're going through a storm. They must have really messed up their life. Right? No, man. God allows us to go through storms so that our faith can be strengthened and so that our our life can be sustained by the grace of God and so that we can hold loosely the things in this life that don't really matter. But if our lives are not built and founded on on the Lord Jesus Christ and His Word or His teachings, it will all be lost. Now the storms of life can be a struggle. I mean, we face disappointment. We make a decision, and that decision doesn't end up the way we thought it was going to end up. We face discouragement. People let us down. Sometimes we face despair. We lose hope. Man, my marriage is never going to be the way that it was. Man, I'm never going to be able to move up in this company, or my kids aren't going to be able to go to the school. and All all legitimate things. Despair. Man, I'm never going to get over this addiction. Things are never going to be right in my family. Despair. And sometimes, even depression can set in. And all of this is amplified when we haven't built our life on the foundation that is Jesus. Friends, the only thing that will anchor our soul on a day that we need to divine is a faith in Jesus Christ and His Holy Word. We teach our kids a lot of things. I'm going to teach my oldest this coming year how to drive. God help me. Maybe. Teach her how to drive. I'm trying to teach her how to manage money. I'm trying to teach her about boys. And I'm trying to teach her how to navigate relationships. I'm trying to teach them a lot of different things. But if I don't teach them about God, and I don't teach them about how to have their faith strengthened when things don't go the way that they want them to go, there will come a day when they need God and they don't know how to access a relationship with Him. So if I'm being honest today, I've been tempted a lot of times in a a moment of discouragement and a moment of loneliness to build my life on other foundations. How many of you have ever been there? You're just lonely, frustrated, discouraged, 
And you're just tempted, man. Like, I just, you know, I'm going to build my life on this for a little bit. I'm going to build my life on this, and I think this is going to bring me greater happiness and greater joy because I'm not getting it following Jesus, and I'm not, I'm not getting what I want now. Even as a seminary-trained, full-time, vocational pastor, I often struggle not to live foolishly. But here's what I can promise you. No matter how broken down your life may seem or feel, God does and God can come into your life and restore and make all things new. He can do that. And I'm not here today to suggest that you'll never face difficulty or sadness or failure. But I can assure you that those who are wise enough to build their lives on the rock of the words and ways of Jesus, on the days when it matters, when the storms come, or on the day when we stand before him in judgment, if our lives are built on the foundation that is Jesus Christ, all will not be lost. And your life will not be a waste. And it will not be ruined because it was built on something that really mattered. And so this morning I ask, what is your life built on? No matter where you are in your spiritual journey, you'll be tempted to build your life on the sand. No matter where you are. Whether you're a follower of Jesus Christ or whether or not uh, you, you may not know him and have been introduced to him, you're going to be tempted to build your life on anything that isn't Jesus. In fact, I think we're constantly tempted to just build our life on things that bring us happiness. We're a, we're a fickle people. And like the foolish man, we move in haste. There's a superficiality to many of us in our, our relationship to God. And so we're tempted to build our life on anything that will bring us momentary relief or joy. And so this morning, if you've never followed Christ, your first step is to begin by trusting him with your life. It begins by uh, following him as your Lord and following him as your Savior. But this morning, if you're a follower of Christ and you've ignored the teaching of Jesus, and you've built your life on something else today, listen, today is the day to start over. Today is the day to say, hey, I've been living for some things that I should not be living for. I've been seeking happiness and joy and, and, and relief and something that is not going to get me where I need to be. So I want to encourage you today, stop wasting your life chasing after the things that will not stand up in the face of a storm. Don't build your life on the pursuits that are not eternal. Don't get mad at God because things are hard. Thank God that you're in the midst of something that's going to draw you closer to Him and strengthen your faith so on the day when it really matters, your life will stand up against the fiercest of those storms. And this morning, if you're in a storm right now, maybe you feel lonely or depressed, discouraged, maybe even despair, would, would you allow this morning Jesus to just renew your life? Maybe you're in that storm today and you're like, man, the winds are blowing and the, the rains are coming and, the, and great is the storm. And I don't know that anyone knows. I don't even know that anyone cares. But I want to trust God in the midst of this season of my life. I want to encourage you today to anchor and stabilize your life and faith with the word of Jesus Christ because he is the only place where you can find hope.